Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. I think people get caught in the money trap of like, oh, someone wants me to do this, but I hate doing that versus you're going to continue then to spend your time and energy, creativity, all those things on things that you don't really like doing. So just being aware of that. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today, Audrey and I are talking about niching down. Our question for today is all about like, what should I offer if I do a bunch of things? How should I go about offering a bunch of things? Should I niche down? How far should I niche down? All of these questions, we give our two cents and more today. But before we dive into today's episode, here are a few words from the folks that support this show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. You've heard me talk about PickTime before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from PickTime. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is going to change my business for sure. PickTime is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds 
and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for, say, a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from PickTime, and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections, photo grids, and multiple layouts. So if you want your blog to look a certain way, you can do that. There's slideshows. You can allow videos or GIFs, all that stuff. You can embed directly into the blog post. It's amazing. This feature is coming soon in February. As of this recording, which is February 2nd, it should be well on its way. If you are not a paid member of PickTime and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days, go to PickTime and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature. We are rolling. How are you doing today? Today is fine. I was at the library this morning because my computer is in the shop. But the library I've discovered near me is like the coolest place ever. <laughs> I like actually really like going there. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting people to look at, but it's also a good working environment. And my library has this whole room with like the coolest stuff in it that I didn't even know existed until this week. It has... It has a Mac computer with like Lightroom and stuff, but it also has a sewing machine and a whole sewing what? station. Yeah, that you can reserve and go in and do whatever you want. It has a an area set up so that you can convert your VHS tapes to digital. No way. As well as any. Yeah, for free. You just bring in your hard drive or a USB flash drive. Same with eight millimeter film to digital and any photos you can scan as well as negatives you can scan. I like was freaking out. <laughs> I feel like libraries are maybe going to become this magical, beautiful community center. Yeah. Like that. I mean, they already are. But but this expansion like gardens. I mean, I know some already do have like community garden spaces, but just that sounds great. I know. I was like, this is so cool. There's a 3D printer. What? There's a couple other things, too. Yeah. Or I'm like, I'm like well, for free? And they're like, yeah. Like, what? What have I been doing? <laughs> I know. I just get books. It was so cool. I used to have a job for when I was in graduate school. I worked as a job coach for adults with disabilities, predominantly like learning disabilities and, and uh -huh. kind of cognitive delays and stuff like that. So I would help them find jobs. Yep. And we spent a lot of time at the library because that's where we would like do applications and use the computer to send stuff out. Yep. And I would, this is dates sort of the era that I was doing this, which was like in the late aughts. So like 2007, eight, nine, I would always rent like a, or borrow because you're borrowing your, like a stack of audiobook CDs. Yeah. And put them, my entire backseat of my car was just 
audiobook CDs and a huge, I had a dictionary. I had a huge dictionary. Okay, I was an English teacher, but I would like. <laughs> Nerd. No, I'm just I would <laughs> write. No, I would try and remember words that I didn't know. And sometimes I would pull over yep. and look them up in the dictionary while I was listening to my audiobooks. DVD or CDs because I'm a nerd and I don't like when I don't understand words. I think I love you more than I did <laughs> like a few seconds <laughs> ago. That is really funny. And I, well, I'll do that like when I'm reading a book. Yeah. There's been a few books over the years I read that were like challenging and I just like had a dictionary there. And yeah. I'm like, oh, learning, learning so many things. It's great. I love that. But I was also so amazed. Like I'd have these stacks of audiobooks because I drove a lot for that job. So I was in my car a lot, which is why mm-hmm. why the audiobooks. But like I was always amazed. Like these are free. Yeah. They're just free. And then I'll bring them back because I'm not going to keep them. Yep. My first library memory. I love the library, by the way. But <laughs> this is a plug for your local library. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's so cool. I'm like, do people know about this? Because my computer's in the shop, but I can do everything I need right at the library, which is a mile from my house. I'm like, this is so fun. Have you heard of libraries? But my first memory is we would we would do the books on tape a lot too growing up. And back then in the 90s, it was cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember there was one that was my favorite. And I was probably like six or seven. And it was a dinosaur book. So you get the book and you get the cassette tape. But it also had a map of the story it was telling, like, so you could listen to the story and look at the map. And I just thought it was so cool. (laughs) That's amazing. I love this. Yeah. I feel like people are going to come back to libraries. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But we might just get so sick of being by ourselves all the time that we want to just go pick out a book or use the conversion to dvd yeah technology or whatever that was dvd from vhs to what is it now (laughs) what was it to a hard drive digital digital is what they called it but i will definitely be doing that because i have old home videos that i want preserved there's a store in in minnesota here that's closing down it's like the last video dvd rental store they did a big piece on it in the star tribune and it's uh, closing this month, but it's they did like this video of the insides, and it's just Aww. took me way back to the eighties and nineties because it was it's the same. You know, there's like posters on the walls from yep. classic movies, and there's just rows and rows and rows and rows of VHS and DVDs, and God knows what else in there. Probably a gumball machine. Have you seen that Netflix documentary about uh, Blockbuster? No, but I want to. Oh, it'll make you cry. I cried. <laughs> I cried and I just was like, oh my God, because it shows you like the inside of the blockbusters and the whatever, the movie stores. And I'm like, oh, it just was such a, I don't know, the vibe, the vibe on a Friday night at a blockbuster. Ugh. So good. And it really wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was really like the late 2000s that that kind of stopped. I watched all of Sopranos by renting it from the video store. Mm. You know, getting through a few, going back, getting more, yep. being bummed out if someone else had the copy I needed. Yep. You had to be patient. You had to, you know, be you in the world. for it a little bit. <laughs> it's so good. It was good because you did have to sort of like, it was a bigger buildup and you had more patience and you had to, I don't know. I feel like there's something more exciting about that era. 
There totally is. It's not just there. Like you might not get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we get into our question today? Sure. <laughs> now that we've got proper 80s, 90s vibes rolling. Oh, I love yes. That. I love it. Okay. If you'd like to submit us a question, please do. Just email helpdesk at photobizhelp.com or photobusinesshelp.com. They're the, they'll go to the same place. Helpdesk at photobizhelp.com. All right. I've been wondering about the value in narrowing my focus versus doing all kinds of things. Am I limiting myself by narrowing to a few specialties or am I setting myself up to be an expert in those types of sessions? I love this question. I do too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Well, I, oh, okay. I don't know if I know like the right answer as far as like you should limit yourself or you shouldn't. I think this is probably annoying, but it's, <laughs> it's whatever makes you feel the best. And if there's certain types of photography that you don't really get very excited about you should not be doing those things or at least not in the way you are doing them you should figure out if you want to continue it or if you want to do it a different way that for sure I would say is a fact I want to double underline that and like bold that and make sure that that's a a heard point because I I think that that's I think people get caught in the money trap of like oh someone wants me to do this but I hate doing that versus like you're going to continue then to spend your time and energy, creativity, all those things on things that you don't really like doing. So just being aware of that. If you need the money, of course, you know, like sometimes we just have to take stuff. But like if, yeah, I I just think that's a really good point you made. So yeah. And then that's what leads to burnout is if you're doing a whole bunch of stuff that you just like get that pit in your stomach and you're just like, and then afterwards, like, I don't feel like I did a good job. And you're editing and you're asking your friends how you should fix this and blah, blah, blah. Like gross. That's the worst. So those are the things you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I think if you really just hone in on the things that like are the opposite of that and light you up, you will naturally become like the expert of that and probably attract more of that. But as far as like making that hard decision of like, I am not going to do all this stuff. That one really is kind of tough. Like just, I don't know. I don't think you're going to hurt yourself, but I do think you can only go so far in each area because to go really far in one area, you kind of have to give it a lot of energy. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Okay. (laughs) It does. And I think that there isn't a right or wrong way to do it for sure. But I would say this, if you're at the very, very, very beginning and you A, know exactly what you love and want to do. Like, let's say you want to be a fashion photographer. That's all you look at. That's all you love. That's what lights you up. Then just do that. If you're at the very, very beginning and you're like, I'm not sure. I might like weddings. I might like food. I might, you know, and you haven't tried these things yet. And you're kind of in this lifestyle camp, which means like you're not doing big corporate ad work. You're not doing things like that. So if you if you're doing lifestyle stuff, babies, weddings, like everything that falls under that category, I would say in the very early stages, try stuff to see what you like. However, you don't have to advertise everything you're doing. So, you know, build your brand and your outward facing stuff with intention. If you try something and it didn't go that great, don't 
show people, you know, don't share that if it's not something you want to do again. Also, once you start locking into stuff you really like, like I loved weddings so much when I first started. So I really focused the majority of my business, my outward facing business on getting more weddings and I got better and better and better at them. And so the benefit to niching down, there's many benefits to it, but one of them is that people start to know you for that thing. Another is that you get really good at that thing. But but as a business person, all of your materials, your templates, your contracts, your any kind of marketing strategies you do or things like sales at different times of year or whatever, all of that becomes so fine-tuned because you're speaking to the same audience all the time. When you start branching out into different areas, you may want to change the way you present yourself like... I'm a portrait photographer rather than I'm a newborn photographer. That kind of opens it up to more things without it being, I'm a newborn, senior, wedding, family, you know, like (laughs) I think it can get really complicated. And each of those groups wants a different thing. Each of those groups is a different audience. So if you're not quite like sure yet and you're not really that great at reaching out to your audience. You're not like you haven't really nailed down your message yet. You're not comfortable in your brand. Then you are complicating things by trying to speak to a bajillion different people. Yeah. You know, niching down allows you to get really good at talking to the same person every single time because you you know what they want. Yes. And I would say that that's hugely valuable. So like I predominantly am a family photographer if you look at my website, if you look at stuff I do, but I've started adding stuff back in that I've been doing behind the scenes for years and years and years and years and years, like branding photography. And I have just like a little blurb about it because it's not the main thing I do, but it is something I do. So, you know, you kind of can go about it however you you want, you know, but maybe make sure one thing is really stable and locked in before you were talking outwardly about a bunch of other things, if that makes sense. Totally. Another thing that popped up in my head is that you can niche down within a category of photography too. So like, I think when we think niching down, it's like, well, I, do I just do newborns and families or do I do newborn seniors and headshots or like I do family stuff, which is maternity and newborn as well. I don't do headshots and branding. Then within my family category, I have niched down even more to a specific type of style and person that would like those kinds of photos. So I will not be posing your baby and wrapping them and using lights and props. I will be like documenting kind of an hour of your life together instead. Like I would recommend niching down within the category that you are shooting. But again, if you're at the beginning of your of your career, like you may not know what you like yet or what doesn't feel good. You might have to try a bunch of things, but like follow the good feeling. It's really all you have to do ever in life. The end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that is it. That's totally it. Yeah. Does it feel good? Now it's very different than it was 13 years ago. But 13 years ago when I started doing weddings and I niched within that genre to be super documentary storytelling mm-hmm. you know ethereal movement all that kind of stuff people wanted it you know it was very easy to grow my wedding business because it was a newer style at the time nobody was it was the first few years of what you see everywhere now um so that was lucky 
But it was also like people that wanted more formal poses or or bright and light and airy, which I don't do or whatever. Like they just knew I wasn't their photographer. And I think, you know, that's another awesome point. So like if you if you're doing family photography and you're doing like all these posy portraits with big groups of people, like perhaps you want to niche further down in that category if you'd rather be doing like being like a fly on the wall at a birthday party or at bedtime or, you know, whatever. Like that's, I think that's an awesome point because I think either way, I think if you offer a ton of different stuff and you're not super busy yet, I think you need to just be careful to recognize that you're speaking to many different types of people. Yep. I started adding my branding stuff back in on my website, at least, like where you can see that I also offer that because I was busy enough. You know, I wasn't trying to like scramble to talk to all these people. Like I have done enough branding sessions behind the scenes and I have enough of a portfolio that if someone comes to me with that, I know what to say to them. I know what to show them. Great. But I'm not putting all of my effort into that. It's just something that I happen to grow behind the scenes because I enjoyed doing it. But it wasn't my main thing. I guess. So yeah, like if you're doing something like a bunch of food photography gigs here and there, and you're not really sure you want that to be your front facing thing, then just keep doing it and keep it separate. Yeah. feel like you just have more of a workload when you're starting out and you're trying to get clients and you're trying to get a bunch of different types of clients. Right. Like you have different newsletters, different messaging online, different whatever. I think I think it it does help to not have to speak to everyone about that. Like do all the things to learn the ropes, but kind of maybe pick one lane to talk about in public. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yep. Or at least at first. I don't know. Yeah. That's my that's my thought. I agree. Yeah. It just really depends on where you are at in your career. Try a couple different things. Definitely start to niche down within your categories. You know, you can do the same type of person, like headshots for the same type of person that you do for families and stuff like that. Like I think that's even niching down. You're serving the same client base, but you're doing different types of photography. Totally. Which is kind of what I'm doing now, but I, I've this year removed a couple different things that were those things that stressed me out. <laughs> I think that's a good point too. It's like if you don't know yet, if you're in the early stages, what's going to like stress you out, you don't know how to run stuff. Like I run my proofing and my entire workflow differently for my branding clients than I do for my mini session clients. So like, but I know how both of those workflows work like the back of my hand, because I've done them a bajillion times. So I'm comfortable front facing both of those offers, because I'm not going to scramble to 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 try and meet the needs of either one of them. I, I know how to do that. But I think if you're in the beginning, you really are going to I think what's going to be stressful is like, if you have a food photography inquiry, and then like a family and then maybe a wedding, what gets overwhelming is that you haven't really nailed down any of those workflows yet. So you're like, trying to create materials for all these people. Here's my pricing guide for this. And here's my, and it it can get really confusing. I think that's what I see happen. You just get overwhelmed by like, you can't treat all of those clients the same because they're totally different clients. So even if you're experienced, you know, that's something to consider is like, pick the thing that you're best at, get really good at it, refine it, and then add on to it if you want to. Maybe that's a good. Right. That's probably the way it should be done. The way I did it. <laughs> I did a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have done them. <laughs> I mean, you and I have kind of been doing that the last few years. Is like we know inside out how to do a wedding or how to do a family session. And yeah. now we're refining. You know, I stopped doing weddings, yep. but I've added on whatever. And so I think 
You want to know how to talk to your clients so you can attract them in, and you want to know how to treat them well when they're there. If you have the bandwidth to do it really well in a bunch of different lanes, go for it. But I, most folks that are beginning don't have the experience or the, or the ability to do that. So I think just avoid g- yeah. getting overwhelmed, you know, um, learn how to add before you learn how to multiply. I don't know. Dang, that's good. That's philosophical. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> little math metaphor to wrap this up. Yep. I like that. Okay. I think we, I think we nailed it. Let's leave it there. But I love that question because it is there's no right answer, but it, you are certainly like you said, just do what feels good and try not to overwhelm yourself. Yeah. I mean, just get really good at one thing first. Yep. And it's always you're always going to be refining. Like I said, just this year, I'm like, OK, I'm no longer going to be doing headshots, branding and possibly not seniors anymore. Yeah. You can always do that. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can send them to me. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> No, but I mean, we can do that. I mean, I stopped doing weddings. I send everyone to you. So, you know, that's yep. that's what happens. That's also another reason why you should network. Having friends is fun. All right. For any questions for our next episode, help desk at photobizhelp.com. Thank you, Audrey. And uh, good luck to all of you who are, who are building your businesses. Because I know that this stage of like, what should I do? What should I offer can be tough. But try and simplify as much as you can. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> You've heard me talk about PickTime before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from PickTime. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is going to change my business for sure. PickTime is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for, say, a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from PickTime, and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections, photo grids and multiple layouts so if you want your blog to look a certain way you can do that there's slideshows you can allow videos or gifs all that stuff you can embed directly into the blog post it's amazing this feature is coming soon in february as of this recording which is february 2nd it should be well on its way if you are not a paid member of PickTime and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days Go to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything, and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. 
you'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year.